0: her father says, well, maybe just once in a while. Here are some other things Frances Mary Moon knows about her parents, gathered in equal measure from stories they've told her and from conversations not meant for little pictures and their ears. Her father is Bassie, short for Basil, and her mother's name is Alice. Her mother comes from a family of tossers in England, which is not a good kind of family, and she might be the only mother in Elliot, and who knows maybe all of Canada, now that Doreen is gone, who speaks the way she does, that is, with an accent. She used to work in a cheese and curio shop in London, but it was bombed to smithereens one night during the war, which meant she didn't have a job anymore. The nice people who owned the shop gave her a gift of expensive cheese and an antique mahogany tea caddy, so it wasn't all for naught. She met Francis's father, who also has an accent, but people say he's easier to understand, in London. He couldn't be a soldier because of his poor eyesight, but he served the war effort by working in a government office. After they were married, they made a plan to move to Canada, so that any children they had would not be in danger of turning out like Alice's family, this fully admitted to by her, and also because Bazzi had grown up reading Hopalong Cassidy books and secretly longed for a frontier life, not admitted to by him. In 1955, a year Frances does not remember because she hadn't yet been born, they bought a farm in Western Canada with some money they got when Bassey's father died, and they crossed the ocean on a boat with their two steamer trunks, two suitcases, and some taped-up cardboard boxes. Once they got to Montreal, Bassey bought them each cowboy hat for the train trip west, assuming that everyone beyond the Ontario border wore a Stetson. This also not admitted to by him, but reported to Doreen anyway. There's a picture taken by a coloured train conductor. What does coloured mean? Of the two of them standing on a platform with their belongings, wearing their new hats. Alice told Doreen that she took hers off as soon as the picture was snapped because she was already certain there would be no cowboys or hitching posts on the high street in Elliot. She had done her reading. Even after they were settled on their new farm, dairy, not beef, and Bassy had traded his own hat for a cap like the ones the other men wore, he went to an auction sale and purchased a sofa and chair set with wagon wheel arms, two table lamps with western scenes on the shades, and an old cigar store Indian that he thought Alice would welcome into the house, but she did not. The sofa set and lamps stayed, but the wooden Indian ended up outside by the barn door. He got named Poor Old Corliger after Hank Williams' famous song on the radio. While Frances waits to see which of her parents will come home first, she studies Corliger across the yard and wonders if he can feel the cold. She wonders if Hank Williams can feel the cold now that he's dead. He fell asleep in the back of a car and didn't wake up. What? Can that happen? Snow begins to fall. Frances looks at her hands and sees that it is clinging to her mitts. She can feel it on her eyelashes. She looks up at the falling flakes growing bigger and bigger as they drift down toward her and sticks out her tongue. She wonders how far her mother has got on her way to being a singer and whether she is singing right now, driving south as the crow flies. Her mother sings when she thinks no one is listening, along with the radio, when she's in the bathtub with the door locked. When she's cooking or sterilizing or doing barn chores. Skeeter Davis is her favorite singer and in fact, Francis is named after her. Mary Francis Skeeter Davis. Francis Mary Moon. Her father hadn't liked the Skeeter part. Frances believes her mother would be a famous singer like Skeeter Davis or maybe Kitty Wells, who both live in Nashville, which is where you go if you want to be on the radio. Where's Nashville? Frances once asked. Straight south is the.